Good morning. So, amongst the many things that we can learn from Hanukkah, there's uh, messages in every part of Hanukkah. And uh, today I want to discuss a very interesting one, which uh, can be understood both from the name of Hanukkah and from a very interesting, unique way Hanukkah is celebrated different than every other holiday, Jewish holiday on the calendar. Literally different. Some people overlook this, but it's, it's crazy if you think about it. Um, so first of all, the name Hanukkah, what does the name mean? So the simple meaning of the name is, we say, um, everyone is taught when they're kids, Chanu Chavhei, that they rested on the 25th day, that that's when they were able to come back in the temple. Chanu, the word Hanukkah can be split into two words. Chanu means that they rested. And Chavhei uh, um, is the 25th day. That's the 25th day on the calendar, which is the first day of Hanukkah. Meaning they rested on that day. So, yeah, because it was, that's when they, they um, got back the temple from the Greeks. That's where, after they won the war. Um, another meaning in the word Hanukkah is rededication. From the word Hanukkah. Hanukkah samizbeach. Hanukkah samishkan. Hanukkah can mean to dedicate something, and that's what Hanukkah is. The temple was taken away from them, and they rededicated it. Um, getting it back from the Greeks, there was a rededication. A third meaning of the name Hanukkah, which is similar to the rededication, is from the word Chinuch. Chinuch. Which Chinuch means education. Education. Meaning Hanukkah is a time which teaches us, a holiday which teaches us about education. Connected with the rededication, because it was rededicating, is almost like education. You could lose a routine, and you have to get yourself back into the routine by educating yourself. And educating in general is getting someone into a routine, teaching them a good regimen, teaching them how to take care of themselves, teaching them how to be a good person, etc. Right? It's all about education. It's one of the big discussions, how in America, in university life, education became turned from, from education into getting a job. Right? It used to be education was teaching the person to be a, to be a human being, to be a moral, um, upholding person. And that it, it, it became this, this movement that education is about getting a job. And sometimes it's completely um, away from the direction of making them into a good person, rather focusing on a career. That's a separate discussion. Um, so Hanukkah has to do with education. Now, what are, what are the lessons that Hanukkah has to teach us about education? So we find something um, very interesting in the way Hanukkah is celebrated, different than every other holiday on the calendar. In general, in mitzvahs, we have the regular way to perform a mitzvah. We call it Shur Hadin, right? The letter of the law. Exactly what you're expected to do. Some people say you have the gray area. <laughs> you have a way where you can find loopholes how to not do it exactly as expected. You can find ways out. Then you have the, um, the better way of performing the mitzvah, which we call a Hidur Mitzvah. And we find specific places in Torah where it, uh, it associates the mitzvah with doing it in a special way, for example, by uh, the famous examples by Lulav and Esrig. Lulav and Esrig, everyone's uh, particular and being very careful and making sure that Esrig is the best Esrig. And it's not something that, that's even um, rabbinical, it's from the Torah. The Torah uses the word by Esrig that it has to be a beautiful fruit. Create Hadar. It has to be a beautiful fruit. The word Hadar, um, we, use, we, we take from that the idea of a Hidur mitzvah. And we also say, Zekeli v'an ve'yu, 
that this is my God and I want to beautify Him, make Him beautiful, which teaches us that in general mitzvahs have to be done in a beautiful way. And that's why people don't just um, set with the status quo. They don't just do the mitzvah in the bare minimum way. We always look for a way to make a mitzvah beautiful. And in general, in halacha, the shul has to be um, taller, beautiful, and made in, the mo- in, in a much in a splendor in a splendid way, much greater and more beautiful than the regular house, right? It's, it's halacha. So we have this concept in general that you have the regular way of doing the mitzvah and the extra special way. When it comes to the extra special way of doing the mitzvah, there's certain amounts by certain mitzvahs. There's there's a, there's defined in how you can make it beautiful. The esrig, not having any spots. And in every mitzvah, even in matzah, that it should be the eshta oven, right? That it should be the first matzahs to come out of the oven, and etc. In every mitzvah, you have specific ways um, how it can be done in the most beautiful um, of ways, doing it in an extra special way and not settling with the regular. When you're tefillin, you have the $300 pair, the $600 pair, the $1,000 pair, etc. And in mezuzahs and everything, you have... You have um, it racks up a bill for to do it, but sometimes that's what it takes. But we, if we're ready to spend money on an expensive car, we could spend money on an expensive mezuzah. So um, Hanukkah, there's something special. For Hanukkah, um, it's in the Gemara where we have the regular mitzvah, we have the Hidur mitzvah, and then we have the Mahadrin min Mahadrin. We have the special beyond special way of doing it which is very unique. You don't have that much by other mitzvahs. By Hanukkah, some of us don't even know this because it became so widespread to light menorah and the way we do it. Where every, you will never see a menorah that has less than nine slots. Eight for the candle and one for the shamash. You will never find a menorah with less. Not in any store, not in any group of Judaism. And the truth is, if you look back, the bare minimum way of doing the mitzvah is one candle in your house. If you light one candle, you do the mitzvah. That is the mitzvah of Hanukkah, lighting one candle. There's a mahadr in the way of doing it. Yeah, and the, the, exactly. There were times where that was the only way to do it. And there's an there's a, there's a extra special way of doing the mitzvah, which is everyone in the house should light a candle. Not only one candle, not only one person lighting, but everyone in the house should light. Then there's the Mahadrin, Min Mahadrin, and there's a big Machlaikas, the, the Rambam and Toysavis, the huge Machlaikas of how it works. But there's the, there's the Mahadrin, Min Mahadrin, which is that every person in the house should light more than one candle. Eventually leading to the eighth night lighting eight candles. Right? That everyone in the house should light eight candles. So the Rambam and Toysavis is not. That's what I said. The Toysa says it can't be that everybody lived in the house, Mahadrin Mahadrin, but then if everybody lived for one candle, it wouldn't be so. Mm-hmm. So everybody would think they need yeah, I don't want to get into the Lamdisha discussion. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a okay. big, it's a big pill. Pill. Rabbi actually is a big pill. 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 I know, I know. That, yeah. That's what you have to say. Yeah, that's what people yeah but uh, yeah. <laughs> for a deeper share. Um, so when they come, so there's a. Um, so we have a unique thing here by Hanukkah. People don't realize this, but the entire Jewish world, every. Traditional Jew, even those that are very secular, and the only holiday they celebrate is Hanukkah, right? Is Hanukkah spelled with a C, with the H, with two Ks? With, they have all, all the interesting ways of spelling it. Even the people that spell it with the H and the two Ks, um, they, they they also celebrate Hanukkah not with one candle, but with eight candles, uh, eight candle menorah, the Mahadrin min the Mahadrin. 
and it's, it's ironic if you think about it. How did it happen that Hanukkah is the holiday where everyone universally celebrates it with lighting eight candles? And they won't find them in there without eight candles. You would think they would find the bare minimum way of doing it. I'm doing it, I'll do it in the, in the, in the, in the, the least way possible. Get, get, get away with it. You have to celebrate the family to do the gifts and we'll light one candle. No, everyone lights the eight candles. And it's not... Everyone's a chassid on Hanukkah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy if you think about it. Um, and it's not by chance. There is something special about Hanukkah, which is why it became so. We discussed this another day. And which is in the miracle of Hanukkah. Um, in the miracle of Hanukkah, we know that they, um, they didn't have oil. We discussed this. Where they really had oil. They didn't have oil with the seal of the Koyen Gadol. And the truth is, there's a whole discussion in Halacha and Gemara about whenever the Jewish people are in a situation where they're impure, if it's a problem of an individual, he has to deal with it. If it's a, pro- if it's a communal problem, if everyone's in an impure state, there's a concept called Tumah, either Dchuya B'tibur or Hutra B'tibur, that when, the, when, when it's a communal issue, a communal issue um, that we're in an impure state, there's, we, we're allowed to do things even in an impure way, in a Tumah way. So when, by Hanukkah, when the oil that they had was oil that was impure, because the seal of the Koyen Gadol was broken, technically it would have been possible for them to light even with the impure oil. But they went and they found that one jug that was pure. Meaning, in other words, God did not have to make the miracle for that one jug to last eight days. If it would have lasted one day, they would have, there would have been a halachic way to permit, to allow, with, uh, to allow to light with other oil. But God made the miracle that the oil, which was pure, should last for eight days. Meaning we see here a, a, a pattern that there's something happening here where God wanted things to happen in not the regular way, not in the bare minimum, not in the acceptable way with a heter, but happening miraculously in the, most, in the best way possible, which results in the way we perform it. That can be perhaps an explanation how it became to be. Because the, the, every Jew celebrates Hanukkah in the best way possible, mahadrim in the mahadrim. But where I want to take it, what it do, the lesson that it teaches us, is when it comes to education. Because Hanukkah, from the word of Chinuch, education, Hanukkah teaches, teaches us lessons about being rededicating ourselves. And getting ourselves back into a pattern, back into a trend. Like that happened to the Jewish people, they were away from the temple, they had persecution, and they came back to the temple. And you would think they made them come back to the temple, they look for, they just start with the bare minimum. No, when they came back to the temple to rededicate, to get back into the routine, they immediately did it in the best way possible. And it teaches us in education that uh, it not only teaches us, Hanukkah gives us the energy and the power. We read by the Torah, we read the Torah, it gives us the Torah energy. We read the Hanukkah's Hamishkan, when they brought the Karbanas. That's what we read every day, the, rededic- the dedication. This was rededication. That was the dedication of the Mishkan. Hanukkah is the rededication. Um, it, it teaches us a very powerful message in education. And this applies both to educating ourselves our own, the child inside of ourselves, and educating our children, and educating others, that sometimes we, we feel that we need to start with only a little. And we, we have to be careful with how much we start with. And we have to set the standard low, this week we can handle it, and then slowly build up on it. And it's true. Sometimes that's, that's, that's what's expected. And sometimes that's the way to do it. But sometimes we overlook and we underestimate the abilities that, that our children have. Sometimes we underestimate 
the, the highest standard that we could expect from ourselves and expect from our children. And Hanukkah teaches us a very powerful lesson that sometimes when it comes to areas of education, the Hashem shows us that you need to rededicate, you want to rededicate, you want to educate yourself, you don't have to start from A, you can st- from 1, you can start immediately from 10. You don't have to start from a low level, you can immediately start from the Mahadran and the Mahadran. You want to make it a widespread thing that every Jew celebrates Hanukkah, it doesn't have to be in a way where everyone celebrates it with one candle. No, nobody starts from the Mahadran and the Mahadran, only on the second night. That's true. The first night, it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so very good. Yeah, so on one hand, so Hanukkah teaches us both. Very good. Yeah, Hanukkah does teach us both. That on one hand, yes, we start with one and we add every night. But it could be, it could have been one candle every night. The so fact you, that... You just on the first night also because you do a Shamas. And a Shamas is part of the Mahadra. Because you shouldn't mishtamash oil. If not, you only have... You have to be one candle. It's part of the Mahadra. I don't think it's part of the Mahadra. To be a mahadra because you mahadra mitzvahs. Yeah, okay. You don't want to be mishamash oil. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the gemara, yeah. that's. What, that, that, but know. I don't think it's a mahadra. I think it's part of the halacha way of doing it. No, if you don't have, okay. yeah, it's a mitzvah. Yeah, that's true. So, so what's what's the second candle? Okay. Okay. The point got is, it. Yeah. The point is that Hanukkah teaches us that when it comes to educating ourselves, we don't have to settle for the bare minimum. And we don't have to start with a low, low standard. We can expect from ourselves and our children to give them a very high standard. And, to, to, and we can empower ourselves. We don't realize how much our children are capable of. I'll share a short story that I experienced. That sometimes when we're out with, with my family, we, um, we share, when we're coming back home, my kid's three years old, so we have to, we have to tell them the schedule when we come back home. It's when you come back home, you're going to eat dinner, you're going to take a bath, and you're going to go to sleep. This when he comes back home, he knows to, what to expect, and he's not going to make any fuss. Um, and uh, he still makes a fuss, but at least he knows that this is what we want. So uh, it was last night, we were out by a family, and we were, um, we were on our way home to light the menorah, uh, to go to, and we started telling him the schedule. We're going to go home, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, you're going eat, to eat dinner, take a bath, and go to sleep. And we forgot to, my wife forgot to mention the menorah. And he, he says to us, and light the menorah. <laughs> and he reminded us. And it's not something that we, uh, in any extra special way, educated him. He, know, he, he knows it became part of his routine for three days that he lights the Monero. So he knows that it's part of his routine when he comes home that he has to, yeah, he's going to eat dinner, but he's going to light the Monero. And, and uh, yeah, and it, it, just, it just goes to show that we don't realize how, how, how capable our children are. We sometimes think that it's too much for them. Don't throw on them too much. Yeah, you can give whatever explanation no, you want, but the bottom line, the bottom line is that that our children are capable much more than much more than what we think they are, and it's uh, we just have to give them the opportunity and start it off right. And even if we didn't start it off right, Hanukkah is the rededication, where we can restart it. Hanukkah gives us the power to restart it and restart it in a way that it's beyond expectations with a high standard. Rabbi, so, mahad, we, our children have to be mahadrin and mahadrin. Well, yes. I spoke to the board just now, and we are going to start a daily call out here right after davening, up until 9 30. You can bring a harusa. We're going to get a few people to give a shear, different shears. Okay. But after this year, uh, after, from now to 